Beautiful. Oh, hello. Oh, oh yeah. Mr. Avengers assemble. Oh, we're so Bach. Oh, hello. We're <laughs> Big I had a serious up? conversation with myself about stepping my game up. So I was like, we got to get back, back on the grind. Before anything, Manimal, how you doing? How you feeling? Walk oh, yeah. I mean, what your uh, life has been like. Listen, I'm a little disappointed with the way things went at Combat Jiu Jitsu. Uh, you know, I started way far out. I think I started my camp 11 weeks ago. 10, 11 weeks ago at like 192 pounds. And so I came down to 155. You know, I made the weight. I did two thirds of my job. And, uh, you know, the truth, I mean, the that last cut kind of just took my energy and I felt flat out there. You know and I mean? I had a decent match against a pretty tough guy. Uh, but, you know, I got caught and I had an arm choke. Fucking happens. Uh, I'm back in good shape now, though. We got to make sure we keep me uh, no heavier than 175. <laughs> this way, it's not so hard. Listen, I mean, I came down a lot of weight. So there's something to be said about overtraining. The amount I had to train to yeah. be able to compete uh, might have left me with nothing, you know, nothing in the tank to actually fuck this dude up. And even though I was, you know, I was throwing up submissions and doing my thing, uh, you know, at the highest levels, a 1% decrease in performance is a major uh a major detriment so i just you know felt like i didn't have any energy but other than me sucking um i had a good time i almost got you know i almost got the triangle i didn't take any damage i'm fresh no injuries i trained today at sarah's trained wednesday at henzo's i'm back in the grind um but no it felt good uh mentally like it was really good for me to train for something and get back in competition. And even though it didn't go the way I wanted, uh, I'm very thankful and grateful to the gods. You know, Odin grants the victory as he sees fit, not as we see fit. And uh, I understand that it can't always go my way, but it was pretty exciting. And I asked the gods if I should, you know, fight again. And they said, uh, why not? So we'll see what's on the horizon for that. Let's go. But, uh, go. Oh man, can I tell a couple of great, yo, the event was wild. I felt like a kid again. Because first, all right, El Paso was like 100 degrees every day. The event winds up being outside. So we're outside. It's 100 degrees. And they put everyone together in one tent. And they call it a locker room. Me and my opponent are there. I was like, yo, you want to warm up together? We start pummeling for like a few seconds. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, it was like, just, like you just got to make fun of it. And um, they put us in this tent. It's 110 degrees in the tent. I'm fucking sweating. I'm like, holy shit. I thought I was done cutting weight for the day. <laughs> and they're like, no, don't worry. It's going to get cooler. You know, we, we'll fight at eight. And the sun will go down and it's going to get cooler. Ike, let me tell you, so much cooler. It went from 95 degrees to 91 degrees. And then we're out on this mat. It's <laughs> a a brisk they, summer evening. Brisk <laughs> summer evening, yeah. So now, they, you know, the stage is outside. And um, they actually had a pretty good crowd. They had like 3,000 people there. But the stage is outside and, you know, the spotlights are on the mat. And that shit attracted so many bugs and moths and mosquitoes. <laughs> the mat is covered in moths. Bugs are landing on me. We're rolling on bugs as we're, as we're fighting. In between the match, someone asked, oh, you know what was cool? Eddie Bravo ref my match. So uh, yeah. one of the guys, they asked Eddie, they're like, they're like, what do we do with all these bugs? He's like... I don't know, just fucking sweep the mat in between every match. What are we going to do? <laughs> so, uh, but it was fun. You know, had some good Mexican food out there. A uh, shout out, Mike Sullivan came out with me. So, you know, I got the fourth string, fifth string out there. But no, Mike was great. Uh, the hotel was good. We hung out in the pool. We had a good time. I mean, of course, I would have liked to have brought the title back to New York. But can't always get what you want. So. There you go. Manable, are you drinking coffee at 7.15 in the evening? Yeah, what's wrong with that? You're insane. I am insane. <laughs> I think oh, I'd be fucking People awake ask, all night. I thought my last night. How I do it? Mostly insanity. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed your time there, at least. I'm sure it felt good to get back in there and compete. Is there a, is there a target return date for uh, the next one? 
I don't have a target return date, but uh, I don't know what I want to do. Should I hit up combat jujitsu again? Uh, I tell you what, doing regular jujitsu competitively doesn't turn me on at all. I did so much of that back in the day. Uh, maybe if maybe next year, if I wanted to do like Masters Worlds, maybe that would turn me on. But I like the combat jujitsu. I wouldn't mind getting a a single match in combat jujitsu if they want to match me up with another like older black belt, maybe another 10th planet black belt who's like a little older also for a, for a single match. I jump in anytime. We could even do it October 22nd on the Medusa card as a special match if they wanted. You got options. You know, and uh, and if a regular fight, you know, listen, I'm just going to be in the gym now. I feel really good. I feel really focused. And uh, I really enjoyed just training today and yesterday and just chilling without having to like focus on doing 10 minute rounds and strikes. And, you know, I did a ton of those EBI overtime rounds, those back escape rounds, which is super taxing. So it's nice to just be back in the gym training, but uh, I'm going to stay on the grind and I'm just going to be ready. Uh, I got caught out there. Cause listen, the gods were telling me to get ready sooner and I didn't. And uh, that's why I think, uh, you know, I wasn't deserving of the victory that night. Even though I trained well for it, I really should have started a lot uh, sooner uh, on my diet, at least. So lesson learned, but back in action now, dusted off, knocked the rust off. Now I'm ready to fuck shit up. I was going to say, good thing uh, you don't have a, a child because uh, it sounded like you had the plagues going on out there. Would you have <laughs> the lotuses, the mosquitoes? I know it was like the plagues over here. It's, it's <laughs> apocalypse, <laughs> lotus. Uh, you mean um, locusts? Loc yeah. What the hell is a lotus? <laughs> and you know, a flower. Like, yeah. A locust, <laughs> just a grasshopper that goes crazy. Or it's a uh, yoga pose, full lotus. Uh, I'm in lotus now. Yes. I am. <laughs> you could do full lotus easy, Carrie. Yeah. You're flexible. I could do a lot of. Dude, it's like things come so easy to me now because of how flexible I am. It's awesome. I'm out of trying to do yoga. And Carrie's been, uh, she signed up at Sarah. She's been doing jujitsu. So hell yeah. That's exciting. I got to, I got to get back in the gym at law. I've been, I've been slacking. Work's been kicking my ass. That but, works. Uh, no, kill you. Yeah, that's right. No, no <laughs> excuses though. We got to, we got to get back on the grind. Yeah. Let's get back on the grind. That's it. My Tuesday night class was fucking packed at law. I had like almost 30 people on the mat last night. Uh, yeah. Tuesday night. Yeah, it was great. So sometimes I think about doing another class at law, but I don't know. Yeah, do one after 6 p.m. so I could actually make it. <laughs> uh, 6.30 p.m. Friday? What do you think? That's right. Hell yeah. After boxing on Friday, I'd be super down. What time's boxing? I want to say six. <laughs> uh, so seven o'clocker. Yeah. I think you're uh, correct in that. And oh yeah, before we go on, we were talking about Jillian's fight in Invicta. Yes. yes. So while we're live, shout out Long Island's own Jillian DeCourcy. Yes. Right. Yo, I seen her fight, not this fight. Me and Kerry were at her fight before this where she knocked out Lindsay. And I mean, she really seems to have turned a corner. I know she had some uh, tough luck before. But man, the last fight, this fight, she caught a first round submission. And uh, Carrie, you'll agree with me on this. The commentary on Invicta was so biased. Courtney got her back, right? Uh, the, the course he got her back. Jillian's on the girl's back. And they're trying to hype the girl up, uh, Delboni, while Jillian took her back and is sinking the choke in. I was like, how fucking biased can you be that you're, <laughs> you're hyping up? The other girl, while she's getting her ass kicked, I was like, just... I was like the old Dom Cruz when Habib was beating the shit out of McGregor, doing the like, oh, Connor's just wearing him down, getting him tired, yeah, you yeah. know? Yeah, he's getting him tired. Yeah, we but were talking uh, she... about that in our interview, how biased they are. Um, and and I actually, it was fun. I got to call out Megan Anderson because she was like talking. She's like, <laughs> I don't know why this one commentator hates me. She's like, I don't understand what I did. And I'm like, can I say her name? She's like, yeah. I'm like, Megan, what the fuck? I'm like, why don't you like? <laughs> amazing jillian is she's one of the nicest people ever i you know i saw her last amateur fight live i interviewed her before that 
And I actually jokingly called her the belt collector because she had like 80 belts standing <laughs> there. You know, like this girl is awesome. I fucking love her. And um, the last fight was uh, Lindsay Van Zandt. And then John and I were for, there for her last fight against Lindsay, which brought her to this fight. Uh, and it Crazy was- knockout. Crazy yeah. knockout. I was shocked, truthfully. You don't see that at 105 from the ladies. You just don't see oh, it. Yeah, Adam Weeks. Yeah. You know, and she, you know, her evolution though, people don't realize she has a she's a big Thai background. She's trained at what like a ring sport for a long time. And now her and uh Fatima and all them, I forget which Muay Thai gym they're out at in uh New Jersey. But she is super talented. People like, you know, Jillian will fly under the radar and people don't give her enough credit. And sure, she's had some tough weight cuts and probably you know didn't have her nutrition down like she was saying and so many things that factor in it but holy shit she's like a whole different fighter like she looked fucking crisp in there she like yeah. looked yeah. champion status she looked it was it was really she really fought like a champ you're right she fought she like did. a champ i saw yeah. she brought in uh she worked a lot with aaron blanchfield this camp right yeah. Nice. in Jersey, yeah. Yeah, nice. she worked a lot with uh, Aaron Blanchfield. No, a lot of killers, but she seems to have really found a home at 105, too, because I was actually, I was at her fight against Elise Reed in CFFC at 115, and you could kind of tell, you know, she's just a little small for, for 115, just a little bit small yeah. for straw weight. You know, Elise was kind of able to just, gap. like, overpower her, kind of just, you know, was able to maintain top control pretty easily, just clearly the, the bigger girl in the cage. But yeah, she seems to have really found a home at 105. And uh, yeah, it's awesome to see somebody who's seems to be, you know, such a like good, nice, genuine person outside of the cage have this that success in the cage. The UFC needs a 105. Desperately, Division. desperately. No, no doubt about it. Um, yeah. Carrie, yeah. where can uh, everybody find the interview? Oh, it's actually on in the girls' corner on YouTube and on uh, my iTunes. On uh, I think it's Carrie Stellar on iTunes. Um, it, it really was a great interview. I mean, Jillian and I go way back, so for that reason, it was just so much fun to catch up with her. You know, she was like, "Wait, you you were you were there for my last fight?" It's like, "Yeah, I was. I was not supposed to go up to her and say you're not supposed to go up to your friend that's fighting and hug them and shit." So. All of a sudden, there was like a quick second of a break, and I ran out as fast as I could. I seen her in the hallway, and I pulled her aside. I'm like, come to the bathroom really quick, and I gave her the biggest hug. I was like, I'm so proud of you. But it's just so nice when your friends, all of my friends, are fighting and competing at the highest levels right now, all of them. And it's really fucking cool to see, because I've seen these girls specifically uh, start as, uh, you know, actually really end as amateurs and start as pros. And I've watched their careers evolve and where they've come and their skill sets. And it's just, ah, uh, it's, it's really cool to, to, to be able to be a part of that. I do want to say one thing. Can I take it back to Megan Anderson? Oh, <laughs> you put the Botox away so you're gonna say, on the fucking I, girls' fights. No way. No way. Uh, Yo, her lips look like like she fucking swallowed a duck. <laughs> she's fucking too she i'm like stop with the botox you're a pretty girl just because she turned 30 doesn't mean you have to have a panic attack you know, lay off the fucking fillers no she's done way too much to her face way too soon there was, i mean too soon there's no need to do it girls just Wait, want especially she 30 and was like, i want to look good right now and it's like dude eat eat, eat. if you eat good you know good for your skin shit that's good for you like antioxidants all that shit you're gonna look younger fucking get a better diet i know it sounds crazy use some really good skin products get some fucking facials and you know it might take a little longer but you know you're not going to be stuck like this where you're like you can't even <laughs> like you can't even make no it i'm like are you happy are you sad <laughs> <laughs> she looks miserable I'm like, that's not really... She oh could God. definitely throw down too. Like you talk about diet, there's no doubt that she could throw down. She's probably walking around. She's a big girl. She's like six feet tall. Yeah, she's very, yeah. very tall. Yeah, she's she's really tall. Yeah, yeah. she's got um, a pretty good gig these days, though. What? She's got the ESPN commentating gig. She does yeah, commentary for thing. Invicta. She's yeah. a, uh, so, you know, I I get it. It's tough being a, a woman in sports media on camera and all that shit, but um. Yeah, don't, you know, be nice. Be nice to our friends. 
they're just really biased. And you see the biased commentary a lot, even in the UFC. Especially in the UFC. Forget about even. Fucking Cormier shouldn't be allowed to fucking comment a single AKA guy's fight. It's the most annoying fucking thing in the world. I agree, yeah. I wouldn't want to comment for my boys fighting either. I'm going to be biased. I know. 100%. Jillian and I spoke about that because she's commentated on our friends' fights. I was on uh, Fatima's only amateur fight. And Jillian was there commentating. I was there uh, taking pictures. And and she said I had to, you know, I had to really, you know, not be biased. But she's like, it's not that hard, you know, when you're looking at a fight and you look at the fight as a whole. See, I just I just lean right into it. Like when, when we were at Jackhammer a couple of weeks ago and Dell landed. I'm like, Harry, should we show kick. some Yo, objectivity? Heavens no. Yeah, shout out to Dell. Shout out to Dell. But that fucking fight my kid Dell had was tough. I mean, Dell takes a long time to warm up in there. And that first round was a little rough and he was choppy as shit. But once he found his rhythm, he he started lighting that guy up. Even the yeah. second round. He started throwing knees, we were, and uh, once he started catching that guy's with knees in the second round, started wearing him down, and then uh, he threw the double jab and the head kick, and thank the gods that won the fight. You know, thank but that man. was a close fight. That fight really could have been a draw too. Yeah, that that was what I was saying to Ike at the time. That I was thinking it was going to be, but he did enough. I guess I thought one and two were going to go to the other kid. I guess two was kind of the the swing round there. I thought one and two would go to the other kid, and then a ten eight to Dell in the third. Definitely the first round. Yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Carrie, it was a much more entertaining Usman Edwards. Like there was action, action, yeah. action. Dell was losing, losing, losing up until this crazy freaking folds head kick. Folds him. Yeah, just folded that guy. That guy was so out when he was sitting on the steps after the fight. He looked like he was ready to walk back out. Like, I don't think he realized that the fight I mean, was Listen, Listen, that's a tough motherfucker because I don't know how he got up and kept going, man. He got up and kept fighting. I, mean, I don't know how he finished the round. Lucky there was, was a shin guard. Yeah, big yeah. facts. Big facts. No no but shin yeah, guard shout there. Out He's taking won a nap. the amateur title. Um, everyone yeah. did great that night. Jacob fucking won the amateur title, Woo! too. Yep. He's a little monster. Wait till he drops to 125. That's right. Rob, Rob Schultz with a beautiful spinning gat oh, back oh, yeah, that right on the liver. Nice Gorgeous. Edward you got fucking robbed. Out. November 20th. We got we to gotta all be there. It's, okay, he's the fun That's event. Right. It's classy. And this time we're going to get a, a new audio splitter because I'm fairly sure like the audio got all garbled and fucked up because we tried to run four microphones through a, a splitter designed for two. And I just I just don't think it was physically capable of compressing the audio. It was like a Mexican <laughs> minivan. We're just trying to just cram too much, <laughs> literally too much in. Yep. Too much going on. I think three mics is where we have to draw John the saw line. That in El Paso. I got to go to PFL. I will. I will definitely be there. Yes, Hopefully. PFL World Championships. Uh, Six million dollars on the line at uh, the Hulu Theater at Madison Square Garden mm-hmm. on Black yep. Friday, November twenty fifth. I yeah. was there for the playoff event that they did there. Awesome, great, great crowd, perfect venue. I, I think that'll yeah. be an awesome. What do you work awesome for, night. PFL or something? Oh heavens, no, not me. Really I, got my fucking, I got my PFL nameplate right here. <laughs> I, have, I have all of mine from everyone I've been to. I've yep. been to fantastic and they have great food so yes great spread always a great okay, spread. maybe then i'll go i gotta give that them i gotta give them that they know they know how to take care of media own food it's you know pre- what i'm upset about steamrollers fight did you see how expensive tickets to the garden are dude it's like six hundred dollars to get in the door yeah Nosebleed. it's yeah. like top tier is 600 bucks i'm like yeah, Matt, Matty, hook it up <laughs> we should go we should do a podcast somewhere Mm, oh, Terry, we gotta do October 22nd. I am t- I'm speaking yes. going to the Smokers Club tomorrow. I'm gonna speak to Spesh and Karen and see if the 22nd is good for everybody. And then uh is that a that- 10 p.m. start or 2 p.m.? I know it's Abu Dhabi. It's early, which is cool. I oh, hope it's early. a 2 p.m. start. I love those early cars. Those are tight. Too. I'm oh, so upset. Man. I have a fucking wedding on the 22nd. I have my cousin's wedding and I was like, oh, on the phone. oh yeah. I was like, I, if you don't think I'm going to be sitting there watching Aljo's fight at my cousin's wedding, you are out of your fucking mind. Yes. 
Kerry, that's the, and, and the Mets playoffs too. We got the Mets in the that'll be a Mets divisional playoff game. Fucking knock on wood, God, God willing. Plus the fights, I am going to be the most disengaged person in the history of wedding guests. I want photo proof of this wedding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's my wedding. Yeah, it's Harry's that, wedding, and he's like watching UFC. He's like, yo, hold on, babe. Give me a <laughs> now kiss the bride. Listen, I told my girlfriend, she was like, I'd love to get married in the fall. And I was like, if you think that I'm going to subject my friends and family to a fall wedding during college football season and all of that shit, you're out of your fucking mind. There's no chance. That's great. No chance. I don't believe like, in fall weddings. This might be the best card of the year. Which one? I, the one, October 22nd. It's a good card. Izzy versus uh, Pereira headline, right? Um, um, That's the, the garden oh, no. card. But the Algermain card. Is that the headline? Uh, O'Malley, Peter Yan. Yeah. Uh, Chukagian. Chucky Olives and Islam is the the um the headliner. Sean Brady, Bilal Muhammad. Oh, that's a good uh, the fight. card is stacked. Top Matthias Gamrat. Like, it, it goddamn should be because they're giving us some dookie cards the next two weeks. Yeah, this card coming up on Saturday. What is it? Mackenzie Dern versus Yan. Yeah, it's out non. Mackenzie Dern looks good. I mean, um, always. So he's been looking. Woo! Always. Like always. <laughs> Fire, like, man. Kind of a given. Uh, and her <laughs> jujitsu is great. So I'm a Mackenzie Dern fan, especially after she had a kid. She really looks like she started to come on strong. She got back in there fast, too, right? Wasn't it like. And now she actually makes weight. Before she had a kid, she couldn't make weight. <laughs> now she fucking makes weight after she had a kid. That's why whenever women are like, oh, I had a baby, I can't lose the weight. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense because all these freaking fighters, they have a kid, and next thing you know, they're shredded. Even um, Aisha <laughs> T. She had two True. kids and she's fucking ripped. Yeah, she so came I'm back like, in better shape. I don't shape. know about all that. You know, maybe that threw you off your game. So I don't know if it's the kid that messed up your fitness or you just couldn't get back in shape. You just Damn. got motivated. Animals Everybody's been listening body. to Jordan Peterson. <laughs> Everybody's body Wait, reacts differently. You need to think of learn a fucking lesson from me, really. I agree. You that know? guy fucking stinks. You <laughs> Jordan Peterson? Yeah, I think that guy's a fucking hack. You guys are gonna love this. I just I'm not uh, like you just fan. Some of the stuff he says makes sense, but he's no fucking animal. He never put it right. out on the line in front of thousands of people. Fucking fat as shit, all hurt <laughs> up, and still fuck shit up. No, I'm just kidding. No, he just gets on video and cries anytime anyone's mean to him. Wow, 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 wow. What I think wah, is funny wah, wah. that that guy's supposed to be like representative of like men. And I'm like, that guy's the least fucking manliest dude. Right. You're going to tell me about fucking discipline when you like, you can't keep yourself from eating a handful of fucking benzos every time somebody <laughs> insults you. Come on, dude. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> At least Rogan. I'll, I'll give Rogan as like a. Uh... No, Rogan's great. Yeah. Rogan's awesome. I was hoping to see Rogan at the event, actually, but I think uh, El Paso was out of his district. If it was in Austin, he probably would have showed up because him and Eddie are boys. That would have been cool, man. I could see you guys smoking a joint and just going off. Yeah. You, Eddie, and, I, and Rogan. Yeah, I want fuck me, Eddie, Rogan. That's it. That'd be good. I could praise Odin out there with them. And <laughs> be good. Be, that's on my uh, on my wish list to smoke a blunt with Joe Rogan. I have a feeling that's on a lot of guys' wish lists. <laughs> yeah, what, and girls are like, who the fuck is Joe Rogan? You mean the fear factor guy? <laughs> Unless you're an MMA fan. I can, okay, so do you want me to tell you guys, like, it's it's not going to be a secret between us, but it's going to be something that I think we should think about doing. I just Just an idea. I happen to know as a fact that before UFC at the Garden, every time Joe Rogan goes and plays pool, and I know exactly where he goes and plays pool. Mm. He goes <laughs> Thursday night, Friday night, and he might even go after the fights. I don't know, but he's up there and he's up at that pool hole a lot. You know, I'm you know the biggest that? pool fan. Because when I was up there, yes. No. I'm up there and I'm talking to the owner. And I'll be there. Not the owner, the guy at the front. I'm talking to Alaska and I'm like, yo, I'm like, yeah, um, my friend told me he's here to talk to Joe Rogan and shit. I'm like, you know, they said he was here last night and he was like, no, he's right behind you. I'm like, yeah, okay. He was like, no, he's really right behind you. But, uh, 
He was literally right behind me. I was like, I can't fangirl. I can't fangirl in my head. It was like, probably said that out loud. No, I just literally turned around. I'm like, yes, that was blah, blah, blah. I, like, tr- tried so hard not to give a fuck that he was right there. Cause I'm like, dude, you can't do that. Terry's like, I don't see you. Yeah, he's probably, you can't, I can't, I can't fucking be like, I have he's not- like, are you using that table? Oh my God, Joe Rogan. He's like, yeah. <laughs> okay. could you imagine? Carrie's like, get the fuck away from me, creep. She went the other way. <laughs> that, <laughs> overcompensated. That's that's a power move. That no, that really because <laughs> the friend that I went with was annoying the shit out of me, and I was pretty much doing that to him. I was like, just leave me the fuck alone. I'm like, I have business to do. You're really annoying. Like, just asking stupid <laughs> questions the whole time. I'm like, stop. Like, don't ever bring friends, even if like you just want somebody to ride in with. Don't. They'll just chew your ear off about nonsense and like take you off your game. Not that it did at all. Cause that was a really fun night. So if we all want to go there, not that like we're going to like bum rush or don't shout out where it is, Kerry. Don't blow up. I'm not. And I'm, and, and, and I'm not saying we're going to go there and bum rush him by any stretch of the imagination. But what we can do is go there and play pool, go a little early, get a table. I think it was. Are you going to try to shark Joe Rogan? <laughs> there at like 9 30. Yeah, I would shark Joe. Absolutely. I fucking shoot. I, I would literally play my get best game of my entire life, throw the trick shot that I just learned on the April and win. I would just, just because. $100 a ball? No, I'm, I don't have that kind of money. Like, if I did. <laughs> the fuck I look like. But that's I like. Look like, like she's like, I'm a hit. She's like, I run shot. in the girls' corner. What the fuck? No lucky shots, call every shot, you know, is, is how you're going to make it. No, that's a hundred dollar shot. Like that's yeah, great. $100 a ball you call every shot. Yeah. And exactly how you're making every shot. Like, okay, I'm going to do it like this and it's going in there. Uh, explanation. All nine. That's making it a hundred dollar ball. But pool's a lot of fun if you watch a really good game. If you watch a shitty game between two people that have no fucking clue with it, you might just walk, walk away. Oh, wait, speaking of pool, there was like a six-foot pool table at the hotel. Bar size. And everywhere I went, my fucking opponent, I'm in the hot tub, my opponent went in there 15 minutes. He's trying to complete. He's like, oh, man, it's hard cutting weight when you're older. I was like, I'm fucking eight years older than you. What are you talking about? <laughs> he was like, are you really? I thought you were like 29, 30. Ooh. I was like, now get the fuck away from me. You're trying to soften my resolve. <laughs> like, you're trying to weaken my resolve here. Don't fucking... <laughs> You're don't like, what are you doing? Oh, no, you... stop. You're jerking me off. He goes, oh, speaking of getting jerked off. Hold on. I got a funny one. He's trying to soften you up. Bro, I go to get a massage on Thursday, right? And he's giving so, the massage. So I, everyone in El Paso is Mexican, right? I go into the massage place. Every single person Korean. in El Paso. In the massage place, everyone Korean. So I'm getting a massage. This girl's trying to grab my balls. She's like, you want extra? I was like, yeah, on my neck. The girl was built like fucking a linebacker. I was like, okay, chill. <laughs> I was like, chill the fuck out. You want extra? I want extra? Yeah, on my neck. You fucking rub my neck, all right? Calm down. <laughs> I'm like, easy there, Brutus. Mr. Sullivan <laughs> jumped in. Like Sullivan jumped in. I tell you what, afterwards, me and Sully went to uh, the Spanish cantina. That place was like Hooters. But acids. It was just like old girls in thongs, fucking one fat ass after the next. I was like, I can't even deal. It was like, and four dollar beers. We oh, got wow. we drank like three or four beers a piece, shots, three entrees. And it was seventy bucks. Oh my goodness! It's so, that it's sounds so lovely. Cheap. See, Austin, Texas, their prices all kind of went up because a lot of people moved there during the pandemic. So New Yorkers and Californians kind of fucked up their economy, like overinflated it. But that didn't happen in El Paso. So when you go to El Paso, everything's still dirt cheap. You know, even like we went for Mexican food and for like a whole tray of enchiladas, homemade chips, guac, all that shit was like 10 bucks, you know, for a dinner portion. It was like so cheap. Um, so yeah, El Paso is a dope little town. You rewarded the effort, man. You rewarded the effort. Kerry, Kansas City. I've been thinking about barbecue and slaps. 
food. Barbecue fucking slap. Best food in. Do one week. Do everything. Your your Chinese. Your barbecue. I mean, even though it's not K. Uh, Kansas. <laughs> noted. Noted ethnicity. Barbecue. Yeah, I had barbecue <laughs> when I was in Texas. I went to Dallas, and don't get me wrong, the barbecue in Texas is amazing. But Kansas City doesn't use sauce. It's all dry. Right, it's all dry rub. rub, right? Is that good? And fucking tender. I mean, it was it good, was good, like so dry good. rub brisket. Yeah, dry rub brisket, ribs. I mean, it was just all it all slapped. That was it. It was banging. There you go. We seen was... a bunch of freaking fat people online. I was like, this is where we gotta eat. <laughs> Get it out of your system. You deserve. I, like, it. I don't want to go to a restaurant full of skinny motherfuckers. I don't see a bunch of fat asses there. They know. <laughs> we had Rosh Hashanah this past weekend. I had brisket three nights in a row at three different family homes. I made stuffed cabbage. That reminds me. Go. I got to bring some stuffed cabbage out. What was yeah. the best conversation you got into, Harry? Hmm. That's a that's an interesting question. See, oh, two it... two of them were with my girlfriend's family, so you know I have to be I have to be <laughs> on my best behavior in those situations. She says. She says <laughs> She says, don't fucking talk politics with any of these people. Don't fucking don't talk about your views. Don't talk about fighting. Keep it, you know, keep it professional. Your girl, so, Al Capone. She's like, yeah, there you go. So I'm, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little buttoned up, a little buttoned up in those such a situation. <laughs> yeah. There were uh, all of the children. We will not talk the politics. All of like the <laughs> younger. Politics, you go to gulag. That's right. <laughs> all of like the younger. There, they were like four kids there, like you know, little 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 kids. And at one point, they walk up to me and they're like, "Hey, like." Come, come to the basement. We want to show you something. I was like, uh, uh, okay, I guess I have to play along with this. I went downstairs and they all just pelted me with like bean bags and like various sports balls and shit like that. And I was like, Jeez. oh, all right, cool. This Dude, is, you this told us a story in Indiana. You got beat up and now you can yeah. beat up kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just you getting beat ass- assaulted by, by a bunch of eight-year-olds. It's like Step What Brothers. movie was it with Will Ferrell where they get beat up by the kids? Yeah. And they go Step Brothers. Step Brothers. You made me eat white shit. <laughs> And then they, they go back like and kick shit. all the kids' asses. <laughs> Excellent scene. Excellent film. Uh, uh, Dale Dobek, what was the kid's name? What was the kid's name? Oh, fuck. I was just watching that the other day, too. Oh, Great movie. I think that's the greatest comedy of like, the last oh, 20 years. Remember. Tropic Thunder. Well, I kind of like Talladega Nights, too. Yeah, yeah Talladega Nights is a great one. The Crips. If you're not first, you're last. Hell, I was hot when I said that. I was that. hot when I said that. <laughs> That don't make no Ma, sense. I'm going fast. <laughs> Listen, I came in 16th. You could be whatever. second. You could be third. <laughs> Every morning, and I piss excellence. <laughs> I piss excellence. I'm a winner. Oh I piss gosh. excellence. Yeah. I'm to buy it in a home movie. <laughs> break it, Frenchie. Break it. You broke my fucking arm. <laughs> you told me to break it. Meanwhile, I think we might actually have a better Bellator card than the UFC card this weekend. Yes. Good call. Well, I, I, I think I'm more excited for some of these Bellator fights than the vast Yo, majority last of the fights on the Bellator UFC fights card. were crazy. Yeah. Y'all Yo, killed the guy. Poor Melvin Manoff, a fucking yeah, legend, a legend of the game. And Scott Coker fucking sacrifices him at the altar to Yo- Yoel Romero for his retirement fight. That's he unfortunate. Really did. I would have liked to see him get like a, you know, a nice little, a nice little parting gift, but... Yeah, he got fucking smashed. He got smashed real good. Well, was not playing. No. You guys yes. fans Very of uh, Aaron Pico? Yes. Uh, Pico has grown on me lately. His I wasn't sold early in his career, especially because he was fighting a lot of bums, but he's looked pretty oh, they good They rushed lately. him in his career, I think. I think really? he has a really good personality. They rushed him. They made him fight Juan Archuleta uh, for his fourth fight. That's right. I did forget about the Archuleta fight. Wow. Then uh, Adam Borix. Borgs yeah. is a killer. Borgs is a killer. They threw him really in deep. They gave him like two or three scrubby fights. Right. And right in. Yeah, he he has like some of the most visually appealing body work in MMA, in my opinion. That that lead body hook that he throws is fucking mean. Yeah, he's still second to the kid though. That's right. Of course, he ain't the body snatcher. He ain't even Bellator's best body shot. And yeah, I saw they they just announced a, a 155 Grand Prix also. Nice. How does a uh, kid get it into that? That's an excellent question. That that's one we'll need to figure out. I'm I'm assuming it'll be the is it guys eight ranked or I think 16? it's going to be eight. So I'm assuming it'll be the guys ranked from probably six up plus the champ Patricky 
And then it sounds like I'm assuming as long assuming AJ McKee doesn't lose to Spike Carlisle this weekend, which by the way would be one of the funniest results in the history of MMA. I assume he'll also be in that GP. I would be one of the biggest upsets ever, actually. If Spike Carlisle be on the betting lines, he's only like Spike's like a plus 300 underdog. AJ's like minus 425. I would have capped it wider than that, but I I think I have to bet on Spike there just for chaos because that would genuinely be one of the funniest results in the history of the sport. Well, yeah, well, now he could uh, could juice a little, so. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. He's the second best ginger to Frivola. That was more only tests like the week of the fight. Right, they don't do USADA. They don't do Usada. So, like, look at Yoel. That dude, I mean, don't get me wrong. He was juicy in the UFC. Juicy. But he's fucking 46, and he got trapped. Dude, he's, he's a fake 46, dude. He's not a day under 50. The dude, rumor is that the Cubans, they juice them when they're in their teenage years, and it just, like, during the developmental years, the bones get bigger. Uh, I find it hard to believe players. that Yoel Romero and I are the same species. <laughs> That's yeah. a complete, I'm, there's not. I love a, you, you, Harry. Could, you could fucking. <laughs> I love me, you. You could fill me with all of the Decaballin and Winnie and Test <laughs> and TRT and HGH. You could pump me full of whatever fucking cocktail. There is not a, a, a single universe in all of the timelines that are possible out there <laughs> where I ever look like Yoel Romero. Maybe On all of that, you look like Chase Hooper. <laughs> yeah, there does. you go. Harry goes and he does all the sauce <laughs> and he looks like fucking Sugar Sean O'Malley. <laughs> That's the best he gets. Yes, Sugar Sean. That's, That's like, one. you're probably <laughs> not wrong. I would be, a, yeah, a, a wiry five foot ten, like buck 45. Imagine Sugar Sean with Harry's personality. He's just like so nice. <laughs> if you put me, listen, I'm never going to be tall, but if you put me on all the Decca, I think what I'd look as jacked as Joel because I know how to lift too. See, that's my thing. I'm a, I'm a cardio guy. I don't enjoy lifting. I've never enjoyed lifting. So I don't ever, there's no world where I ever see my, like, you know, yo, yo, I don't think Yoel could stick his arm straight up over his head if he wanted to. It's fucking traps, dude. It's physically impossible. Right. Like it's, it's physically, like, I don't think he could touch his hands together. And then the biting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just stared at it like, there was like, so, uh, like uh, it was replaying on like a Twitter. He's got that stuff. literal dog in him. Oh. He bit the cage. I saw that. <laughs> Yo, so awesome, man. I fucking love Yoel so much. He will always be one of my favorites. I will I will always tune in for a Yoel Romero fight. He's a fucking monster. You think he's 50. That's what Ray thinks too. Ray thinks there's Yoel no old. fucking way he's a day under 50. Does he no beat chance. Johnny Eblen? He wants to go back to 85. I saw that. I think that would be an interesting fight. I think I would think probably just because Yoel is like a stylistic nightmare for Eblen. Yeah. That to feel like you know what I mean, Eblin. I don't think Eblin's just going to be able to take Yoel Romero down. That would skyrocket Eblin. I mean, it would. That would be a. I. I that makes that fight makes a lot of sense from a promoter standpoint, from a getting Yoel back into the title like picture standpoint. It makes a lot of sense. It's a shame we never got him in Rumble in that GP. That would have been fucking awesome. And the gods just mushed them both almost. Yeah, dude. Rumble's still like real sick, isn't he? Yeah. He's got some oh, like well, stomach pain. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy you. to me that there, there's a like there was a point in time where Rumble Johnson and Frankie Edgar fought 15 pounds apart. Rumble fought at That's 170, insane. and Frankie I was at Edgar that fought fight. at 55. That's insane. When Rumble Johnson fought uh, Kevin Burns at 170. I was cornering uh, Philip Nover. This is 2008, and 2008. What? Sorry, I'm yelling at the dog. <laughs> oh, so in 2008, I see Rumble Johnson, and he steps on for the you know to check his weight. And this is the day before the fight. He steps on the scale, fucking shredded. I'm talking about six pack, definition in his arms, vascular, 199. Oh my god! The next day, steps on the scale, 171. I'm like, where the fuck did he even lose 28 pounds from? Uh, how, how is that humanly like possible? 4% body fat at 199. He was shredded when he pre-checked and then lost 28 pounds in a day. That's, That's insane. Even at 171. One of, one of my favorite MMA stories in history is uh, Rumble's Bellator debut at Mohegan there where he beat uh, Jose Augusto, like came, came from behind, got knocked down. 
walked out of the cage, walked into the locker room, and was instantly arrested for an outstanding Connecticut warrant. Can you, can you imagine being the cop who has to walk up to Rumble Johnson and be like, hey, dude, I know you just like decapitated that guy in the cage, but uh, I'm going to I'm gonna need you to put your hands behind your back and uh, we're going to need to go on down to the station real quick. <laughs> sir, can you put your sir. hands behind your back? Yeah. <laughs> sir, can you please put your hands behind your back? Thank like, you, sir. Do so you here's the cops. Put them on yourself. Yeah, like literally arrested him in the locker room. Did, didn't even let the man take a shower. <laughs> Did they also hit him for his back child support? No, I'm just kidding. You know, when you fight, I don't know if you know this, guys. So when you fight, one of the first things you have to do is, like, sign an affidavit about uh, unpaid child support. And they'll that take rules. you out of your check first. That rules. So it would be so funny if he, like, had to tell him, listen, I owe child support. And then they come back there and they're like, yeah, got it. Pony up. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess he just had like no clue that he had these warrants outstanding in Connecticut, and the the state police were just like, "Well, he's got a fight booked at Mohegan, so we kind of know where he's gonna be in the state at what time." Uh, kind of makes our job fight. pretty easy. <laughs> uh, at least they let him fight and didn't arrest him before. That's yeah. true. Yeah, I mean, they very well. What if they just walk into the locker room and they were just they like, "Hey, brother, you're, you're under arrest." Nothing says you can't. Yeah. Could have done it at weigh-ins. Yeah. Yeah, they could have done it in a way. It's God, true. could you imagine a guy get like like stepping off of the scale and immediately into handcuffs? Yes. I've seen some crazy shit at weigh-ins. Yes, I could imagine. <laughs> like, absolutely. Yeah, Dude, but, the uh... weigh-ins, hold on. Let me take it back to me. Yo, the weigh-ins <laughs> for fucking combat jujitsu were the, uh, the most unregulated weigh-in I've ever seen in my life. So I'm like trying to find the where they have the weigh-in set up. I thought it was going to be in like the ballroom with a backdrop. No, it's just some dude in a t-shirt and he has like a digital scale like I have in my kitchen, you know? And he's like, hey, what's up? Are you uh, Benaducci? I was like, yeah. He's like, all right, step on a scale. I was like, all right, step on. I was like 155.4. I was like, all right, my weight's good. Let me go weigh in. He's like, no, that's it. You're good. I was like, that's the official <laughs> scale? He's like, that's it. You're good. He's like, the ceremonial weigh-ins are later. He was like, then, you know, where, whatever. I was like, wait, we're done. I was like, this fucking scale. He's like, yeah. I was like, all right, whatever. I thought we were good. He's like, I thought that was the pre-check scale. It was just like my kitchen scale. <laughs> I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> and so the, the fight was the same day as the weigh-ins, right? Yeah, which I haven't done. In... I was going to ask, how's, how's that affect everything going in? Not great. You know, after my second cut, so like when I did my final cut to make the weight, First, I think I went a little too fast because I lost six pounds in maybe two hours. And I had, Ooh. I woke up at four in the morning. So I woke up four in the morning on Saturday so I could cut until 9 a.m. was the weigh-in. So really, I had five hours. I could have took a little longer. And after I made the cut and I made the wait, like at the hotel room, I had to wait like four hours to weigh in. And I felt like shit. And then I went and ate and tried to rehydrate, but I just didn't feel right. It just... How much time did you have from the... Uh... So I waited at 9 a.m. Uh, and then the fight was at 7. So was that 10 hours between the weigh-in and the fight? Did you get some sleep? At least, like, lay down? I didn't a... sleep. I mean, I laid down for a second, but I went and got some pancakes, which is my breakfast food always when I fight. Oh, no, the algerman. I <laughs> kept saying pancakes what were good or bad not good i always that was that was part of aljo's thing in the first yawn fight he said he, he woke up and he ate he ate some pancakes that didn't sit well with him no i mean i didn't have the shits or nothing but uh but no i just i had a crazy cough after the last cut and just wouldn't go away i thought i was sick and then uh fuck i'm dying we get out of the place. We go back to the hotel room. I'm fucking hacking. I'm coughing. And uh, we had bought a, a joint. And I was like, fuck, I want to smoke. And Mike's like, I don't know. He's like, the way you're coughing, da da da. I was like, you're like maybe counteract. I, I was like, I don't give a fuck. Yo, I get high, my cough went away. I was yeah. Like, oh, fuck, I should have smoked the blunt before. I was like, I thought too. I was like, oh no. I'm going to smoke this fucking joint. It's going to fuck up my lungs even more, but I don't care. I just want to get high and pissed. John, come on, man. Is there another event? Is there another event closer? 
Is there that seems like so freaking much that you had what to get mission. through, especially with the day of weighing? What a mission to get there, too. No direct flight to El Paso. And then coming back, I got stuck because remember, we had a storm, a little bit of a storm here uh, Sunday night. I was just sitting on the runway for five hours. Oh, man. Oh, that sucks. Fucking back. Now I'm going to start going, man. Oh, hey, my back. <laughs> five hours is a lot, though. Yeah, that, you know what? It's funny. I'm sitting in the seat, and it was like, do you want to upgrade to, like, business class for 50 bucks? And I was like, nah, this is only a short flight. And then I'm sitting there for four hours like, fuck. Fuck that one up. <laughs> fuck that one up. <laughs> Dude, it, it, you went through a lot to get to the match. Like, that's what I'm saying. If there's anything. I used like, it. Like, I, Austin, I, that's how I felt. Jersey. I almost felt like it was so much to get there. That there wasn't a lot left, but um, right. lesson learned. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see. Maybe I, it would be nice if there was something closer. Yeah, I, I know you said those regular jujitsu matches don't get you going, but you got like uh, like Fury does those submission grappling, like kind of modified rule set matches. There's maybe I could tell them, there. let me do combat jujitsu in their thing. Yeah. Why can't they do a combat jujitsu match? You don't have to sanction it special. Yeah, why not? It Fuck flies it. right under the radar right now. I, I saw like the CES in New Hampshire. They did a combat jujitsu match. Nice. I would like to do it in a cage, preferably. That'd be nice. So my preference would be combat jujitsu in a cage because all those years of cage work I've done. Oh, yeah. I tell you what, the truth, I've probably spent at least one-fifth of my training life working things uh, offensively and defensively against the cage. So then you're talking about one-fifth of my game that I really can't use once you put us on the mat because it's a, it's the the terrain, right? Doesn't Sun Tzu always talk about how you need to master the terrain you fight in? So if you're a cage fighter, you should master that terrain. You should know where a guy is in relation to the fence at all times. Carrie, I don't know if you remember when I was woman Alicia up for her fight, Mm-hmm. Uh, like anytime you see the logos, yes, shoot, she's against the cage. She's five feet from the cage at that point. Yeah. So cage awareness, all of those things take time to develop that don't get to be utilized if I'm not in a cage or That's against awesome. something I could push you against. That's why street fight's good. There's a car. I'm like, <laughs> car, bang. Yeah. You know, being able to put someone's back against something is a valuable skill, especially when you're good at uh, generating driving pressure. Because then I could drive into a person, wear them out, start dragging them down. Uh, so yeah, that would be my preference. Combat jujitsu in a cage uh, closer to New York. Yeah, I just saw it. <laughs> CES just posted uh, three days ago. Uh, John Doomsday Howard, really nice guy. Uh, yeah, that guy's good too. He competed, uh, yeah, they did CJJ in the cage. Yeah. That that I'd be that turns me on, dude. Imagine you versus Joe Lozon. Let's go! Oh, that'd be a good fight. Hell yeah, that'd be fun. He's got the home crown that booing you like you fucking quit. You're like, fuck. <laughs> How do you know what I do in private? <laughs> That's what you would say, and they'd be like, "What, dude? I'm fucking dude, drunk. I don't get this guy's sense of humor." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're from Boston. From Boston. <laughs> get in the car, give me a coffee. Two coffees. Right, any other fights you guys want to talk about? What, anything else of merit this weekend, Kerry? Um, this weekend? I, I don't... Last night was pretty fucking awesome for me, so uh, to watch that shit, I wish I was there, but it was really, really Is she cool. from Nassau? Dillian? Yeah, believe. She, oh, where did she, she I don't know because she, she trains in Iceland. In yeah, yeah, but I think she's originally like grew up in like the city or in Queens or some shit. So yeah, but mm. she's now Nassau and trains out of Long Island. I will say I'm I'm very much looking forward to uh, Pitbull, Pitbull and Borix for uh, yeah, that the featherweight title in Bellator. That's a more That's interesting right. fight to me than anything on the UFC card this weekend. I always get the Pitbulls mixed up. So which one? Like, good Pitbull and bad Pitbull. Patricio is the good one. Patricky is the bad one. 
that who's the who's fighting this weekend? I don't think Patricky's bad. He's just not as good as his brother. Rel, rel, relatively speaking. <laughs> yeah. Patricio, Patricio is fighting this weekend. Yeah, Patricio really, to me, is top five in the world across both organizations. I would, I think, I would agree with that. Yeah, he has a knockout over Chandler. Yeah, yeah. And then AJ McGee, I put right in there too at forty-five. Yeah, and I mean I that second fight, team. they gave us, they gave us like plus two fifty on Pitbull in that second McGee fight, which I thought was insane. I threw an ungodly amount of money at that line because I thought. A, I thought it was kind of a bad stoppage in that first fight with the with the standing high elbow guillotine oh. from McKee. I didn't think Pitbull was out. McKee just kind of looked at, I think it was Mark Goddard, and was like, he's out. And Goddard stopped the fight, and Pitbull popped up. Like, what the that fuck was are you talking about, traffic. dude? That was one-way traffic. I, I guess, but, it, I mean, it only lasted a minute and 30 seconds. So I don't, I don't think we got a good sense of what that fight would actually look like. And then I think the second fight played out the way that I expected it to. Yeah. Well, I'm happy you made money. but As um, you should be. Uh, <laughs> Quick, what, you talk about quick stoppages. Harry, how was your... No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Bo Nickel. What do yeah. you think about him? I no. was not sold after the first fight, but now I'm uh, I'm becoming a fan. I'm so I'm more sold now, yeah. I mean, I like his first matchup. Who's he? He's fighting... Jamie Pickett. Yeah, that's a good fight. I think he's going to get the Pereira treatment where they give him, you know, kind of just he- the guy to start in Pickett. The second fight will be a fringe-ranked guy. The third fight will be somewhere in the top seven or so. And then yeah. fourth wow. fight, he's, he's right in the picture. I think they're going to push him hard. Yeah. He's young, Who, too, isn't he? Yeah, who's, I think he's only like 26, 27. Who's champion first, Shamayev or Bo Nickel? That's tough. That's tough. I, I, I mean, I think Kamayev clearly is further along and has right. the... You think Kamayev is going to be champ at 185? I don't know. Well, right. That's the thing. Is, tell you can can Kamaya fucking make 170? <laughs> no. Let's say he can't make 170. So let's look at 185. Kamaya's good, but his only win at 185 is leadling jangling. Right? Yeah, the leech. The leech. Okay. Like of merit. And that guy's good, but you and know. That, I think I'll that was at 172. I don't think he has like an actual good win at 185. Oh, right. Jer- GM3. Yeah. Gerald Mearshart. Yeah, who isn't? I mean, he's he's a good fighter, hell of a fighter, but yeah, yeah not like he's top not competition. Even close to any rank? No, no. If you look them up, you know every fighter is ranked. He's probably right. like thirty eighth or something like that. Yeah, I would say GM three is probably somewhere around like twenty five to thirty. It's also I, I also just think eighty five is a pretty shallow division, but um, yeah, I mean, I think he I think he probably has an easier path to a title at eighty five than at seventy just based on Usman and the wrestling and Colby and the wrestling. I don't think there are many guys who could defensively grapple as well at 85. I mean, you know, I think Bobby Knuckles would probably, I, do, I think Knuckles would piece him up. I think Izzy would be an Marvin interesting Vittori? fight. What's it going to look like if he fights Marvin Vittori? Wow, yeah, I don't That's think he's Vittori. That's a very that interesting fight. That could be a nightmare fight. fight for him. Yeah, Marvin's got good defensive wrestling and he's got a head made out of fucking granite or steel or some shit. And he's, he's throwing at you. Yeah, and meanwhile, like, if, that, if that Gilbert Burns fight, if that was a five-round fight, I think Gilbert absolutely wins that fight. Hamza was fucking gassed in that third round. And, I, I mean, you know, I, that was a close fight to begin with. Gilbert did damage. I think there's an argument for Gilbert that winning that fight. fight. But that if, that, if that was a five-round fight, I think Gilbert takes it comfortably. Yeah, it wasn't a blowout. He met no. a lot of difficulty in that fight. No, that was the first time we've seen the guy look human in a cage. And it's no, I don't think it's any coincidence that that's the first time he's fighting actually elite competition. You know what I mean? Kevin Holland's fun. He's a good fighter, but you know, he's, just, he's a guy. He's not, he's also not a top 10, top five guy by any means. Yeah. He's so, not a, he's not a top 10. No, he's fun. He's entertaining. He puts on good fights, but yeah, he, you know, Kevin Holland is never going to be a fucking champion. Do you think Kevin Holland really retired? You see, he put absolutely it out not, absolutely not. <laughs> He's That's like, I'm like 30, the most. I made a good run. I mean, uh, listen. Props to him for getting that bag. It was like the one time that a fighter has had all of the leverage over the UFC and then in negotiations, just because of the way those weigh-ins went. And I'm sure he got himself fucking paid. So props to him. I have nothing but respect for that. But I think that that is like the most classic MMA retirement in history. Yeah. Right. He's like, yeah, I mean, look at look at fucking Marlon Moraes. Marlon made it five months retired before hopping back in with the PFL. PFL. Yeah, and they booked, dude. They booked. They're trying to get that man killed. They booked him versus Shane Burgos on this uh, title fight card at uh, at the Garden. Crazy. Harry just told that me that's for a pay per view. 
Yes, they. What do you guys think about that? The PFL is doing. They're doing a pay per view for their championships, oh. which I frankly do not think is going to perform very well. No, I don't think they so. can't even sell a fucking ticket in person. I will like, say, I, I was very sell, pleasantly. I don't know anyone that's paid for a ticket. I was very pleasantly surprised by the turnout for the playoff card that they did, but I think a lot of that was because Anthony Pettis was the headliner, and I think Pettis is a guy. Pettis is a guy who puts asses in seats whose names, like, people know Anthony Pettis. You know what I mean? I think regardless of where they're at in their careers, Pettis is a much bigger draw than Kayla, Kayla Harrison is. Yeah. No one knows Kayla Harrison outside of fight fans. Right, but can- right. Guys, like, I've been to PFL's, um, uh, their championships at the Hulu Theater quite a few times. They always pack it out. Yeah, I'm I'm sure it'll I'm sure it'll sell like for the for the titles and all that shit. And and they got some names on that card too. The pay-per-view I don't know about, but I know that they'll pack out the theater. Yeah, and I think the, the Hulu Theater is also like the perfect size venue for them. You know, like they're not right. They're not they're not selling out the fucking garden like the UFC is, but that is like the perfect, the perfect venue for them. So I, I think that building will be full, but yeah, I, I think those pay-per-view numbers are probably gonna be a little disappointing. It's going to be light. Gentlemen, I hate to do this, but I have to go shoot pool tonight. Take somebody. <laughs> oh. oh, kill it. <laughs> crush everyone. Excuse us. I literally crush everybody. <laughs> right, that was awesome. Great to get back in action. I'm going to put to hear from you, Johnny. Off. You sound like you're in great spirits. We're ready to fucking go. You know what? I knocked the rust off. CES, man. That's That's a real possibility. I got a, I got a decent relationship with CFFC's matchmaker too. We could, we could float that idea out there. All oh, right. Shit. They you do some what? cool uh, grappling events. Rob yeah, they do fury now. Yeah. I asked the gods. They said, uh, you know, why not? It's good to have challenges. What do the gods sound like? Are they like, <laughs> well, thank you. talk to the gods. It's not like a conversation like this. The universe is always talking to you. Remember right. how I was like, the universe was trying to tell me I should have gotten shape sooner. I just couldn't. It just didn't happen. Whatever. But they gave me a hint. It didn't happen. Whatever. They were like, all right, we tried. But when you when you go and you and you ask the gods, there's a few different ways. Sometimes just in a meditative state, uh, you might um, use divinatory tools. So I use the runes. And kind of like how tarot cards work, you cast the runes out, and the way they fall, you interpret them to, to try to get some type of message. So what you try to do, I guess the essence of all divinatory practices, is I'm trying to find a pattern in a seemingly random event. And as you practice this more, you become more reliable at reading a pattern. Let's think about it like this. I know when the harvest season is, when the weather starts to change, you got to start bringing the plants in, right? At first, you don't know that. All your plants die. So the better you get at seeing the signs of what's going to happen, uh, the better your divination becomes. So yeah, when I talk to the gods through divinations one way, but a lot of times they're always talking to you. We're just too loud to hear them. It's very interesting to me that you could be describing either a religious experience or a mild case of schizophrenia right now. <laughs> <laughs> So let's think about our regular everyday occurrence. The way you form your worldview is in itself completely psychotic. That's true. So you have no idea what's going on in another person's head. You really don't have a great uh, perception of anything around you. Think about how limited what we all see is. So yeah, we're having crazy psychotic experiences with no way to know if the other person next to us or that we're talking to is having a similar experience to us. Interesting. That reminds me, I got some um, a mushroom chocolate bar in my fridge. Maybe I'll trip balls this weekend. <laughs> we ever hear when people are like, when you're Open tripping, in pathways. actually what things look like. What's that? Like when you trip balls, is that actually what things look like? Yeah, could now, be. Could be. We're, we're putting barriers on everything so everything looks safe. But is everything just like a mass of colors and energy? Uh, very well may be. And we just so like, yo, if we interact with the world that way, it's actually not as beneficial as if we could kind of compartmentalize things and make it a little more solid. 
So yeah, take those mushrooms and enjoy yourself. Uh, I guess Curry <laughs> had to go play pool. All right. Yeah, I'm 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 believing in like just organizing things to create pathways and open up doors in your mind, in relationships and things changing people's attitudes. I believe in entropy. It's it's all chaos. That's all it is. It's fucking the the like the incre- it's it's incredible that we all just exist in this moment right now. Like the oh, millions and God. millions. That's- yeah. Knock on wood, but the millions That's and millions why I'm just so like grateful all the time. I'm like, yeah, fucking cool. Yeah, the, I mean, you look at like just probability from a from a mathematical statistical standpoint. It is like basically, you know, the odds of us, the three of us sitting here right now doing this show are, you know, one in fucking millions and billions and, millions. and trillions. Trillions. Here we are <laughs> doing a fucking show and having a good time. There you go. What else could you ask for? Crazy. Tell me so- that's not crazy. San Gruer says he goes, a lot of people maybe are waiting for heaven. He goes, maybe this is heaven and we just have to learn to enjoy it. Could be. I, I actually believe there's one there's one conspiracy that I've pretty much fully pilled myself on. And that's basically that we're we're probably living in some sort of giant simulation. Right. So so hear me out. Hear me. Out. No, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't it doesn't it doesn't have any bearing on the it has no bearing on the actions. No, it doesn't. Absolutely. Everything yeah. still occurs in a vacuum. All of your choices still have consequences. It doesn't make a difference in that aspect. But yeah. let's just let's just play this out. Do you think that eventually we as a species will get to a point one day where, where we'll have technology advanced enough that we can run basically simulations of entire universes and entire lifetimes and entire worlds? Right. That's more sure. likely than not going to happen. So sure. if if that's going to happen, wouldn't it theoretically be more likely that we are living in one of an infinite number of simulations than we are actually living in, in the, the, the real main timeline? Sure. Which, like I said, has no bearing. No, none. On none. anything that we actually do in this timeline. Absolutely. So like, Your actions still have consequences. <laughs> like thinking about that, like, it's like, oh, it could be something. It's like, well, it really wouldn't matter. Like, even in my game, like I'll say I play Diablo or whatever. Whether the people in the game right know that they're in a game or not, they still have to do the things and you have a player right. character. That's what I wonder sometimes, actually. So a player character, if it's a simulation, then you could be outside the simulation and go into it and have a character like me. And this character is sometimes played by an actual uh, whatever the entity is that is running the simulation. So like, Harry, you're a character in this simulation. And sometimes you're an NPC. The computer is playing you. Right. But other times, some dude might come and play you. And then he gets to live your life. Right. And experience things through you. Like an ultimate simulation. He goes in your body. You know, I have like, I mean, probably in that world, you would just implant. And then you're in that simulation. And then you can come out of the simulation and then you're left as an NPC again. So I wonder, like, when things go really epic, did my player character be like, yo, you know who I haven't played in a while? Was he a sober teenager who was focused? <laughs> yeah. You know who I haven't played let in a while? Let me up my animal save. Yo, let's go, <laughs> yo, break Manimal out. That's a good character. That character does some shit that no other character could do. I'm not saying it's always the best shit, but he can... We can put him in to do some weird shit. And he's like, he's, <laughs> he's going like, to be like, yeah, well, the universe told me to do this. So here we are in the fucking brothel in Tijuana. And <laughs> you, they're like, yeah, let's play him. That motherfucker got some tricks up his sleeve. And now somebody's playing carry and pool. They're like, you know, yeah. they're like, oh, mini games. Yeah, they're like, oh, we're mini games. Now against, oh, you know what? Uh, who's a challenge rating for? Carrie Stellar, let's play her in pool. <laughs> so yeah, I think about that shit all the time too. I think more about if it's a simulation, do guys pop in and play me? So, that's interesting. That's an angle I haven't thought about before. Yeah, because the simulation thing, maybe. Even the way, like, the way that I view it is that like it's it, it's happening in a vacuum. You know what I mean? Like it's happening solely for the purposes of like learning about human behavior, learning about what, what happens when we introduce certain variables and, and this, that, would, and the other thing. You know the person you're going to want to go fuck in that universe. So someone's going to want to go into the body so he can bang in the universe that he 
is simulated. That's the first thing you always do. Look at the internet. <laughs> it would it would be pretty cool if I could just like become, yeah, just like become the guy who's fucking whoever I want to fuck. Yeah, or you're the you're the epic. I gotta, I gotta lower like, my voice. My girlfriend's in the next room. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna like, get in trouble. Well, I'm the Sonya now, right? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. that's fucking cool. Not yeah, you're at the garden facing Alex, <laughs> but Anna, yeah, that's. And you feel the damage too. You go in the right. simulation. Ooh. So you feel the damage you could lose. You know, when you put your play a character in a simulation, it's like playing a game. Now Have you, you guys seen this. Ready Player One? I was literally about to say, Ike, now we're getting into like some Ready Player One shit. That was exactly what I was about to say. Have you seen that, Manimal? Oh, yeah. I love Ready Player One. The great book is great too. The book really is better because it's more 80s D&D shit. Oh, I didn't even. Right. I still, I still, I gotta get to George Orwell's 1984. Speaking of 80s, you don't have books, to be movies. out here. <laughs> We're halfway there. We're three quarters of the way there, bro. And have you guys seen uh, Michael B. Jordan's uh, uh, Fahrenheit 454? Have you guys oh, seen no. it? I have no, not, but I've heard very good things. Okay. I'm looking uh, to watch. Have you guys seen Jet Li's The One? I'm making, uh, I have a cue. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that one either. Is that uh, a new one? I think, bro. Watch, watch fucking, watch fucking Sopranos, dude. I've seen the Sopranos. No, no, I've seen. No, what, what was it? That, what Bad. was it? Oh, Breaking Bad. That's what it was that you said you'd never seen that I couldn't fucking believe. Me neither. What's Which wrong with the two of you? Let's go, Breaking John. Bad. What's wrong? Right, with we the gotta two watch of you? Breaking Bad together. Yeah, we might have to do a a, a show watch party. <laughs> Guys, I gotta get, I gotta get going myself, actually. All right. All righty. Avengers, we got off the rails you, a little bit at the end this there. Is always good fun. That was good.